Hey, welcome back to the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with uh, a marionette, and we're going to ask them some questions. Shane's going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? So, I I guess... Sorry, I was reading a text message as soon as it (laughs) it popped up on my phone. Um, What was the first part of the question? Uh, What inspired you guys to start the band? Um... Well, originally, the the former vocalist was already, like, had a different incarnation, I guess, of a marionette. Mm-hmm. So it was him with four other members, and they put out an EP back in, like, 2008 or 2007. Mm-hmm. It was called Goodbye Explosions, and none of us were a part of that. Okay. Um, this incarnation of the band started, or, well, minus Izzy. Me, Ron, and our former drummer, Justin, and singer, Quinn, started in 2010. Mm-hmm. And um, we we kind of came together just from being in different bands. Quinn had basically parted ways with everybody in the that was in a marionette prior. And then they never really, like, they, I think they played maybe one or two shows. So they oh. were, like, they were, like, a band, I guess. Quote, unquote, they were a marionette, but... Excuse me, my me, myself and our former drummer were in a band, and Ron was in another band in Vegas here in town. And we had talked with our former vocalist Quinn, like about meeting up or like starting something. And um, we kind of just took over the name of Marionette, and that's how the band got started. And then, long story short, we kicked Quinn out at like the end of 2017, mm-hmm. and found Izzy. And we've been, it's been me, Ron, Izzy, and AJ for the last three years. Oh, very cool. So. Wow. All right. Solid. So Mm -hmm. uh, congrats on your newest release, Sunset on This Generation. What does the name mean? (laughs) Go ahead, Izzy. You came up with it. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see, Sunset on This Generation is basically just like a, I don't know, when we were writing it in the studio, it, it had like a totally different meaning than like what the rest of the album means now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of just like, with everything that's going on, uh, it's kind of like a like a sunset on, I don't know, Nick, you can explain it better, bro. Like, <laughs> the way that yeah. you like. Like so it's, it's just like a, a new beginning, like a, a new oh, chapter. Yeah. Like we're leaving, you know, everything in the past behind. And it's it's a new beginning. It's a new chapter. Um, I mean, that that was my interpretation of it from the start. Like, wake me up when the sun sets on this generation. Like, it's not like a sunset, even though we we worded it that way, because it's mm-hmm. it, it was like a cool... You know, it sounded really cool, and we we were able to come up with a, a visual for the record, and it all came together that way. But the actual line itself that Izzy wrote was "Wake me up before the sun sets on this generation." Okay. So it's like sun sets, you know, not like mm-hmm. a a sunset. Yeah. yeah. Right. So okay. to me, it's just a a new beginning and like a you know you you wake up kind of thing. Oh. Wow. All right. I like that. I like that one. Um, so what was your writing process for this record, and how do you think it's changed since your first release? 
Uh, well, like our first actual release because we we have a lot of releases. Yeah, yeah, like your your debut. Um. Oh man. I mean, we used to like back in the day. We would literally sit around and write in a garage, and it was hot and gross and loud and annoying. And I think we all lost a couple decibels back then. And <laughs> totally different world. We were like a garage band. You know what I mean? Like we we were all good at our instruments, but. I don't know, Ron. You remember those days? Uh, yeah, they were pretty horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. I nice. mean, uh, uh, yeah, like we live in Vegas, so it's a million degrees all the time. <laughs> we're about three feet away from the sun, so when you're in the garage, it's about just about the surface temperature of the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the writing process is completely different now. It just um, it's a little more refined, I think, and um, I think this album really. Not to put Izzy on the spot, but I really think it let Izzy shine. Like he was very, very much like the star of the show, and um, really just kind of showed like what he could do vocally, but also like shows how much of a frontman he can be. But I mean, the the process of writing has been refined. Just as Nick will come up with some like dope, dope riff, or like pretty much just a whole song. And these these two work together like the best. Like I. <laughs> Nick would call me up like, "Yo, what's your feelings on this?" I'm like, "That's dope." Like, I, I don't really have any input just because I'm like, yeah, this is really sick because him and Izzy be working together on vocals and, like, melodies, and it just came together be- beautifully as opposed to just trying to write something in while you're covered in sweat, so, yeah. Yeah, it used to be, like, uh, we'd write something in the garage, and then Quinn would, like, come up with a melody or something, and then we'd go into the studio, and we'd be like, what the hell happened? Like, that's totally different <laughs> than, like, or if, you know, if it was what he was writing in the garage. You would never hear it because it was just so drowned out. You would never, it, it was like, that's what you've been saying this whole time. Or like now it's yeah. so, it's so much more polished because, um, me and Izzy will like FaceTime for a couple hours and we'll, you know, he'll have an idea and I'll have an idea and we'll combine it or, and like we send each other the lyrics and we know exactly like what's going on. And it's a much more like, controlled environment and i think it works better that way because at this point i mean we've been a band for 10 years i think we uh we somewhat know what we want to hear and what we like to do and we also are better able to gauge what our fans like at this point too which is cool i mean spotify for artists is great you kind of see like what songs people are bumping harder than others which is honestly it's the the best tool in the industry right now wow so I mean, not that, not that like I. Sometimes there will be like a um, a formula in which I'm trying to emulate. Oh well, they they the fans seem to like this song, so maybe we should use some of the elements from this kind of song and make more like this, right? Yeah. But I mean, we have three modern discos, so the fans really like the original modern disco, so we kind of, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But. Yeah it's still a natural process, a natural writing process. Yeah. That's still good that you guys aren't just like trying to force copy that it's still coming out natural and not just like, okay, so this worked. So let's just copy and paste that again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That means a lot as a, as a consumer that that means a lot. So thank you for that. Yeah. Ron and Izzy stole the show on this record though. Everybody talks about the bass and vocals. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
You man, you wrote the song, bro. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's great. No, it's it's cool to to have you guys showcase. You know, like. It's, I think also it's, the big thing is like not hearing the song for the first time. <laughs> like we've heard it and heard it, and like we add things to it versus like oh we've heard it in the garage, like you were saying, Nick. Like, when you hear it for the first time, record, you're like oh this is that's the note you're playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that works. That doesn't work, you know. Yeah, switch it up, switch it up. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. So, where was your headspace while writing Sunset on this generation? Uh, nervous. <laughs> All right. Nice. <laughs> I, we were in the middle of the shutdown, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck this! We're gonna we're gonna write this album like right now." <laughs> Because if we don't, like, I don't know what else we're going to do. So we just got to work, honestly. It wasn't like that the whole time, but I was, we were definitely like, what's going on with the world? What's going to happen? What are we doing? You know, so there was a bit of stir craziness in it. Um, I think if you go and read the lyrics, like, you can kind of, I mean, you can kind of gather some of the themes are about self-growth and, you know, just like journeys or whatever, personal issues. But it was probably, I I, I speak for myself, but I'd say that's the most, uh, that was one of the biggest uh, accolades that the band has done is finishing a record in like a weird time, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I'm I'm glad we did though, because I I, I don't think we would have finished the record until late this year if we didn't. So I'm I'm so glad we put it out during the summer while people are at, people are at home listening to music and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So if you guys wrote this in quarantine, then when was it recorded? Um, guitars, dude. Some of these songs we we had recorded in like 2017, 2018, oh, wow. 2019. Mm-hmm. Like we went through the vault on this album, and when uh, before you listen to it. With like before vocals and stuff, and before any mixing, mastering, any polishing, I think all of us were like, "Fuck, is this album gonna work?" Like all these songs are so different, and you can tell like they were written at different times. And but it was cool because you could tell what songs we experimented with and what songs were like, "Oh, this is kind of like the typical marionette song," and then this is out of left field. This is kind of new. Like the back half of the album, the slower half of the album is like this newer sound that we've been kind of going for and those songs were written probably later on where except for sunset that song was one of the uh like i wrote that last year but like golden without you that riff i wrote in like 2017 wow and it was gonna it was supposed to be on a different batch of songs but it we i couldn't find like a just never got around to finishing it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. solid. Um, so you said these spanned over a couple of years. What song took the longest to write then? Um, all in all, probably man, that's a that's a tough one. Either. The I guess Golden Without You was recorded in 2017, like the the music for it, and so was Let Go. Mm-hmm. Both of those songs were written like a while back. 
But the last song that we finished completely for the record was the title track. Okay. Hmm. And we started it like first in the studio. It was one of the first choruses Izzy came up with, but then we could not figure out verses for it. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, what the? F-? <laughs> that was hard. That was a doozy. Wow. Was there a but reason why? Uh, probably like the weird swing feel thing. All right, all, all right. right, all right. Glad it came together. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, while listening to the album, what band or artist influences do you think you can hear, if any? Michael, Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. So that was intentional. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because one of the, one of the questions I had on here was like amnesia. I got like fat Michael Jackson vibes from mm-hmm. it. And I was like, was that intentional? But I have another yeah. question. One of the songs, "Addiction," I got the weekend vibes from. Was that mm-hmm. intentional, or did that just happen? Do any of you guys listen to the weekend? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was somewhat intentional, or did it just kind of happen? I mean, I guess it probably just kind of happened. I mean, like singing along to different artists. Kind of gives you that, like, I don't know, their their feel, I guess. Okay. So I guess it'll it'll shine through sometimes. Okay. All right. Well, good to hear that that was intentional because that was that was crazy. We were both listening to the album. We we're like, okay, are you getting Michael Jackson vibes from this? So yeah, it was it was good to hear. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. There were some songs like where I was coming up with lyrics and I'm mm-hmm. kind of like spoon feeding Izzy and I'm like, dude you have to sing this like Michael Jackson because if I was like if I was the singer that's mm-hmm. how I would sing it but I can't sing and I can't do shit but so I was like do that Michael huh? shit. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration either that's exactly what he would say too do that Michael <laughs> shit do that Michael <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's wonderful wow yeah amazing so, how did you choose the opener and closer for the album? You said that the closer took was one of the longest to write. Was there a reason behind that because you were trying to make it the closer, or did it just end up being that one? No, the opener, the so the the title track, which is the opener, mm-hmm. took the longest to write lyrically. Okay, and it's really funny though because the closer of the album was the first oh. demo that Izzy did in October of nineteen. Like wow. he had. He had that song done, finished, like ready to go. Oh my god! And like we were all like, "Dude, what is this song? Like, this is so cool and different." I'm like, "Is this our new sound now? Like, what the fuck is this?" And then, um, just after we finished the batch of songs, we were like, "Well, that ending is like a great album closer." Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really like any science behind it. Okay. It it was pretty hard to pick an opener though because we didn't have that intro to the album just naturally happen it was like well this song is like the probably the most powerful one on the album Mm -hmm. in my opinion like like rock hard i guess you know like it makes you like bob your head and yeah but i don't know and it kind of sets up the feel for the it does but it doesn't because the the rest of the album doesn't really sound like that but Mm -hmm. it it just it kind of sets a tone and then it kind of mellows out throughout the rest of the album. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Um, so when people are listening to the album, is there a certain feeling you want them to have? Good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just Good. positive vibes. All right. Positive. All right. Yeah. 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 
All right, so positive vibes all around. <laughs> Right. So since shows can't be played, you know, live because of, you know, social distancing, how do you guys plan on connecting with your fans? Like live streams, Q&As, just how are you planning on doing that? Yeah, I mean, I we definitely need to do more Instagram live things, like actually uh, come up with a flyer and be like, yo, we're coming on this Sunday or something. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool just to kind of interact, I guess, more personally. Yeah. Um, but I know we have guitar and bass playthroughs where we're supposed to do that, um, you know, throughout the next month or so. And then uh, I've already started writing like another album. I just finished. Yeah. I just finished like the sixth song for another album last night. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, this man works. He's, he just, that one, he's like, Hey, write to this because we're doing this shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Wait, so do you think quarantine has helped you like write faster, do you think? Yeah, because I, I just have more time. So yeah. I'm just bored and <laughs> come up with like <laughs> more songs. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so but interacting with fans, I mean you know, I, that that's one thing. I'm I have a degree in marketing and I suck at like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm extroverted. I do a good job of talking to people at shows, Mm -hmm. but social media marketing, like I get so focused on writing music that sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish we had a social media manager or like, you know, but, um, I guess to answer your question, we're just kind of taking it as we, as we go and, it would be really cool to do um, a live show since we all live in Vegas. We could probably figure something out like a live stream show, mm-hmm. um, an acoustic EP. Um, we're trying to figure out. Um, I was talking to Izzy today about this. I was like, I think we should keep it more Izzy era catalog songs, like just mostly newer stuff because mm-hmm. the new album response has been great. Like it's been seriously so rad that people are bumping it and, I don't know. Um, other than that, though, I, I try to just like let the music kind of do the interacting. Kind of want to have like the music build a community for itself. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how realistic that is. I mean, it, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, we're we're my focus has been on like this new album. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we just finished Sunset. Like, that's the that's the new record, but it's also like. The last one. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh man, these new songs. I just sent um, I sent the demos to Bo of say um, Bo from Seosin. I don't know if you guys listen to Seosin. I've heard of him. He's so he's tracking he's tracking drums for the new out. Like he's gonna be recording it. Just Barrington from Rokota, a lot like birds. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He he played drums on this album. He's gonna play drums on the next one. Wow. So we've been kind of like finalizing those little details like planning out the next album that's i know it's kind of weird but <laughs> if we're able to i'm kind of just like fuck it like let's just keep putting out music that's what we like to do yeah, yeah. that's what we're good at yeah i mean you guys have wow. the time might as well exactly yeah yeah um so when shows do come back do you guys have a top three like top three songs that you're looking forward to playing off of this album y'all go ahead <laughs> <laughs> 
said would be dope. Yeah, traumatize is like up there. Like that's... Uh, Poison would be cool too. I like all those mellow songs. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna say Sad Dre, dude. <laughs> Sad Dre too, man. All those songs. Those those three songs. Oh man. Right. I'm so down. Um Or Luminescent Nights. I would really want to play that one live too. Slow it down. A, I think it's hard. It's one of the first albums I've been like, I don't wanna play that song. I'm kinda like, dang, I don't know which which one's the pick. Like they're all really, really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So, uh, where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Um. Hopefully, we have like a just a bigger following. Mm-hmm. I mean, the goal is to kind of like build a like a cult following that will just stick with you. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of the future of music with this current format. Um with streaming services and just finding people that are like all about you. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be the biggest band in the world to make a living doing it. I just think you have to keep those repeat fans happy and kind of staying true to like what you are. Mm-hmm. And I think we've, we've definitely rebranded. So I, I guess that's kind of like hypocritical of me to say, because we're, um, we're nothing like we were in 2010, 11, 12, 13, like, Every album's a little different, but I think in the last three years, you can tell we've been going for a sound, and now we're kind of solidifying that sound. Yeah. And this new album that we're working on is similar to it, mm-hmm. but they're a little harder. Ooh. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. I don't know. You two, you you guys have heard the songs. Would you say they're harder on this on the newer shit, or is it the same vein? <laughs> It's, I would say some of them are a little harder. Some of them are kind of like that, uh, like that funkiness that we stick to. So mm. yeah, it's hard to say now because like things change so much when you add drums, bass, and vocals. Like mm-hmm. it changes the entire feel of the song. So who knows? Like Joe can get in there and like we can get crazy, and then that hard song turns into something extra funky. So who knows? Like, but there are there are a couple of songs that are pretty pretty hard, but we'll see how they turn out. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's trending in a harder direction right now, but it's still too early to tell. All right. Yeah, like, well, the, there there was a song that I finished last night, and I thought it was going to be a sad jam, and it turned out to be, like, this happy, weird jam. Oh. Ooh, those yeah. are always the best. Izzy, did you listen to that one? Dude, it sounds so good. You like it? I was vibing off of that one. Oh, yeah. It's, But I thought it was going to be this, like, sad ballad, like, like my cat died or something and it was like the total opposite it was like kind of happy and weird right. crystally effect weird yeah yeah oh that's so exciting okay yeah uh so for the last couple of questions we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink sushi Sushi and coffee, or no, Ooh. fucking B. Robin's milkshake or something for sure. Oh yeah, okay. solid. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know how to pick that. Lagunitas for you. <laughs> Lagunitas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably a bunch of coffee and a lot of foods, a lot of different foods. Mm-hmm. Salmon. It's like a buffet. Salmon. 
Ron Dude. eats strictly salmon and coffee. Oh. That's not <laughs> at all correct. I drink a lot of coffee, though. Right. I had some like three times, and this dude, like, only. Th- Whatever, dude. Eat some sauce and pasta. <laughs> That's what we got. It is what it is. Alright. So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world? Mm hmm. Probably in, like, Mortal Kombat somewhere. Mortal Kombat. Who's gonna say Mortal Kombat? Who's gonna say Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Damn. That's a hard one, too. Bro, be safe. I don't know. Probably somewhere like. Probably a Zelda world. I'm a huge Zelda fan, so. Mm -hmm. That's That's the little green guy, right? That's, that's, that's Link, but you know. That's... Yeah, close enough. Oh, Good disrespect Link like that, bro. <laughs> um, oh, man. Right? Some like, musical land somewhere. Okay. Right. Uh, actually, no, I'll take it back. I'd probably do an anime. I don't know. Under the sea. Alright. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd probably take an anime, dude. You, you don't watch any anime? I'd probably take an anime. Oh, which one? Yeah. Uh, I don't there know. are like so many. <laughs> it's probably, it's like it's close between like Demon Slayer and like Naruto. One of the right. two. Okay. Uh, I don't know why mine cut out. You're all good. Um so I have the honor of asking the last question and everyone we've spoken to it says the most important question. What is your favorite color? Purple. Purple. Love to see it. Love to see it. Red. Red. Well, red. Alright. Alright, two reds and a purple. Right, Wonderful. Solid. Solid. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Mickey? Like, uh, shout out, you mean? Or yeah. Like, is, uh, yeah. I don't know. Who's cool? And <laughs> up and coming. Um, oh, go check out Origami Button. They're a really cool band. Alright. Origami Button's really sick. I will check them out. Sick. Alright. It was awesome talking to you guys. This has been A Marionette, and we are the Good Noise Podcast.